Welcome to Horns Up. I am Animesh. And I'm Peter. And let's get straight to it. One of the most anticipated debut metal albums from within the country is finally ready for launch. It's by the band Godless. Welcome to Horns Up, guys. In the immortal words of Triple H, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so before we go on, we have the whole band here almost. Everyone, one by one, just introduce yourselves. And what do you do in the band, of course? <laughs> okay, this is Noise. Uh, I play guitars for Godless. Uh, this is Abbasia. I play bass for Godless. Hi, I'm Kaushal, and I do vocals. And Abbas, you're making your second appearance on the podcast, which is kind of cool. Last time we had you as part of the fun session that we did. Right, did yeah, you enjoy yeah. that one? Yeah, yeah, that was good fun, dude. <laughs> I do. I, I don't know about me. Yep. <laughs> Try to keep it as non-controversial as you could with the opinions. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's been a while since we did that, and on the last episode we did with you, you talked about like. Godless doing the debut album, so yeah. glad we finally got you and got both Kaushal and Moise also on the podcast this time. Yeah, man, glad to be here. Glad to talk to you guys about the music and like as we spoke about, we have to go back a long way, so it's good to do this together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like of course, like Abbas and I go back to the days when he was in script, so it's been a while and. <laughs> It's crazy just to see that kind of evolution, right? I mean, like we're talking about your debut album, your states of chaos, which yeah. I guess we never mentioned earlier. But yeah. uh, t- tell us all about that because I mean, this has been in the works for a while, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, yeah, actually, I, actually, I think uh, we've had this format since the first EP release. Like as soon as the EP is done recording, we start working on the next next music. Basically, I remember like. I think right after the first EP launch gig, whatever we see, we already had new material for the next next gig, basically. So yeah, this is this is kind of be the same formula here as well. As soon as Swarm was done, we started writing working on the work on new material, and we had material for this album already. And I mean bits and pieces, obviously. Then over the next two three years, we it's been three years, like almost exactly three years since we released Swarm. So yeah, it's, I think two years of writing and a year of polishing and recording and mixing and mastering. You guys did one EP, then you had material for another EP, so you released that EP. Then how come no third EP? But how come the third one is now the album? I don't know. Actually, thought maybe yeah. Because, I mean, we, we actually initially we always thought we'll we're going to be that band that's only going to release EPs. That's right. And then uh, someone I don't know someone told us hey, you should do an album. I'm like why? <laughs> so what's what's the difference between an EP and an album? It's just basically longer, and um, <laughs> I, guess, I guess it would be. Uh, industry standard would be I don't know thirty minutes or something like that. I, yeah. no, I don't know what the I mean. If that is the standard, then we are under the standard. It's re, so <laughs> if we the so we I think we bumped up some tempos. It might be twenty five minutes. I might be wrong. I don't know. Listen, rain and blood is not even thirty minutes. And that, that was the saving. I was like rain and blood is twenty eight. We 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 are fine with twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, okay, so let, let's 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 pin that question around and let's talk about that. Why do you think State of Chaos is an album? It's, uh, is, is it like, does it have a concept behind it? Or is it just a collection of uh, a large body of work which has to be released as an album and can't be called an EP? What, what makes that distinction? Yeah, I think there is certainly an underlying element um, that kind of ties it all together. Um, you know, lyrically... Um, 
there's more psychological things going on you know i'm right uh, i'm writing about uh, more you know things that are more intrinsic and you know things that are happening inside your mind and stuff like that as opposed to uh, you know uh, sort of like the general way of writing uh, so i would say that's the thing that kind of ties it all together so th- yes i mean i would say most of the songs do have some uh, a thread uh, if i may i think also from the writing perspective it also was a bit of a challenge because we had this format of writing these many songs and putting it out every two years or three years or whatever it was obviously you know pushing yourself to write more music and write music that you're happy with as well you know like coming I mean, you can write music but the music has to like and we had to like take it up a notch from what we've done and yeah and i would say netherworld is like pretty much a good example of uh, you know the kind of stuff that i try to explore while writing the lyrics oh definitely like you 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 talking about taking it up a notch you guys have taken it up several notches i mean there's such a huge difference between godless on the album and we are saying this because thank you for sharing the previews with us as such so that we have a, we we've, we've already gotten a taste of the album and boy do you guys sound fucking monstrous and awesome um it's such a huge difference between the godless on the album versus the godless that we've seen or heard actually earlier on the eps just take us through that process man like how much of effort did it take to to bump your stock up these many notches mm-hmm. yeah it was <laughs> i don't know how to like i mean you know you sometimes you don't think of it that way but then you also know you want to die right something better than the last thing that you've done so i don't know where how what process how that comes out but i know it's just like i think it's just a natural progression that had to be done. i guess so yeah it's just more influence so sometimes it's more influence sometimes it's just stripping yourself of all your influences just going back to basics and writing something that is just good sounding music you know you don't try not to borrow anything from too many places so stop listening to music for a while when you're writing riffs or writing stuff like that you know that sometimes because if you're really into a band at one point that kind of tries tends to creep in to your music and everything tends uh, tends to sound like very similar you know one so here it was kind of it's like this stripping us down to the basics and just going back to like your roots of creating music basically i guess okay so how were these tracks like created did they all come up in the jam room or did did somebody come in with a bunch of riffs and you all arranged it together um did the ideas for the lyrics come first so uh, i would say music music obviously comes first um and yeah the mu- obviously the i think that is also the case with most metal bands but it starts with the riff right and uh, yeah it may or may not be worked on in the jam room i mean the riffs are written first and you know we sort of like rehearsed that uh, in the jam room a bunch of times and um, you know the the vocal patterns sort of like go together and we're all uh, rehearsing that piece of music and um yeah the lyrics come a little later uh, obviously it's not like written before music or anything like that uh, but it's just i think it in fact helps the process of lyric writing when you're listening to piece of music and you're feeling it and you feel like okay this is um, something that i mean obviously you might have ideas of what it could be but then when you hear a piece of music that you've written and rehearsed it in the jam room you have a much more uh, broader perspective about your themes i guess you feel the music in the jam you know that's where it, you know you really like i mean that's when you really connect with the music i guess 
And then you, when you take that out live, it's different. But yeah, as jam and the band's playing together and you're coming up with the thing, you kind of just see the evolution of the song also. So I think that's when the, I guess that the vocal patterns also, I think that could have first. Also the lyrics, I think when doing the record, a lot of the lyrics are written in the house also, right? In this house. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Last year, so just before, before, before the second wave hit. So we finished recording drums and then the second wave hit and then... Um, they announced the Bangalore lockdown and like we had to finish the album finish the recording so just quickly call these guys like yo y'all have to come to Hyderabad like as soon as <laughs> like to, the, the lockdown was the next day like your next flight next flight fucking come here <laughs> so wow. they, they, they figured out how whatever they could do however they could do it and they got here and I think we were all the three of us were in this house for like a month yeah wow. close to, to a month we just sat here finished all the other instruments between here and a neighbor, like a friend's house who lives right next door. Because the play, the city was in lockdown. So we have like a little home studio set up here. We did the guitars and the bass here and then went next door to a friend's place to do the vocals. Fucking wow. awesome. That's... That was going to be my next question. Ki, like considering you guys had to deal with the lockdown, yeah. was that like, even though it sucks to say this, but it was helpful, right? I think, yeah, I mean, we, we never would have sat in one place and worked on the music together to polish things up, you know, and I think, yeah, I mean, it's more of a, yeah, it's just a random event that happened yeah. randomly by chance. I don't think it's going to happen again also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that, yeah. But, but I must ask you, right, because in a conversation, at least we've had a bus, I don't know if it was on the podcast or just between two of us, you mentioned that, you know, State of Chaos is your most pissed off album. And I'm, I have to ask, what was the thing that pissed you off? I mean, like, was, was it just like being stuck at home? Just the situation around? Seeing like, each what? other's faces for a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that also could be, right? I, I didn't want to state the obvious, but... That's, that's where the <laughs> vocals okay. came in. So the vocals and solos came in, like the polishing up of those things happened while we were locked up in the house. Like, I mean, he had some vocals earlier. Moe had some solo ideas earlier, but I think all that came together when the three of us were here, basically. Most of it actually. Yeah. But yeah, I think that, I don't know, just like also, I guess, kind of put yourself into the music, right? What's going on in your personal listening also. So when that, that events in your personal life, I guess, come out somehow in that part of, I mean, like whenever you're sitting down to write that kind of that music, you know? So I guess that's just probably that. There's too many things to get pissed off with, man. I think if you live in this country, I think there are, uh, yeah, there's no end of things that you can uh, not guess, get yeah. pissed off. It's not that hard to get pissed yeah. off. It's very easy. <laughs> yeah, like, like that's what I say, right? Like, I mean, always... all you have to do is look out the window, man. That's as simple as yeah. that. <laughs> like, like someone used to ask me, right? Like, why do you listen to metal? And I was like, because that's just how it is. I mean, like, I don't know how else to kind of deal with everything else that's happening, right? And metal is, in a way, the therapy. I mean, it's cliche, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, yes. (laughs) But I want to ask you about one thing. And I think, like, I've seen this change over the last 10 odd years in India, right? And Animesh will definitely remember this. But there used to be a time, especially when I started writing uh, and covering Indian bands, right? There was a term which we used to always use that this is good for an Indian band. And I think slowly, like in the last 10 years, that's kind of, that whole tag has kind of gone out, right? Like, I mean, if I have to send uh, States of Chaos to anybody abroad and not tell them where the band is from, listening to the sound, the packaging, the production and everything, you wouldn't be able to tell in there. So 
was that like a conscious thing that you were looking because of course there's so much we are so far more exposed to you know resources i guess right that's you know that's actually been our uh, system of working and that's been our goal for ourselves since the beginning since we formed the band that's one thing we told ourselves like when we start from the band that we don't want to be the best band in the city or the country or whatever we just want to be like like set the bar higher with everything that we do and be on par or as far beyond bands that we look up to i mean obviously this not might sound like a very stupid and arrogant thing to say but it's not that it's not about that but it's about like you know like being on like taking things like pushing things pushing ourselves to being the best that you can be regardless of the country and the thing like comparisons to anything it's not about like you know india and the thing you need to be on par on level with anyone else in the world so and that's something that we paid attention to like with every little detail that we did like not just the i mean yes right songwriting yes but like even when we try and take it live and every little aspect like merch even on packaging quality control with the cds and the booklet and every little aspect of that we pay a lot of attention to all those details to make sure it's like when you look up like okay like my favorite band i buy their cd or whatever and just look at it it's like it looks incredible and i want someone else to who opens the cd to look like uh, you know give them the same feeling basically so i'm going to come to merch in some time because you'll have really like done a lot this time but i'm going to hold that thought uh, for a bit okay so while we are holding that thought i think it's time and like enough time in to this chat where we kind of break the clutter and ask you guys to pick a song to play what's the first song from this album that people should hear I think should play the album start to finish. So start with the first song. <laughs> Dude, I don't mind doing that, but you it's know, I mean, no, 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 it's only, it's only twenty-eight minutes. Right. Twenty-nine. <laughs> no, but I mean, if, if, I, if someone had to listen to it, I would. I mean, it's arranged in a way where, like, you know, just trim the fat and no bullshit. The songs, the album starts off like a little different, differently to what we've been. I mean, we wanted to start the, very specific that we wanted to start the album this way. So yeah, the first song, Malevolent, I think is what the first song someone should listen to is. Hey, Kaushal, you want to introduce that track, like how you would do at a live gig? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll have to go to the neighbors for that. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna keep it simple. Malevolent.
uh, one thing that you all have done on the ep and now uh, on the album itself is you all have worked with hurt studios and even though you all worked and like it's been mixed and mastered at the same place this is huge bump that you know uh, animesh talked about in sound take us through the last 3 years right like in terms of just your sound and kind of honing it because like there is something very significantly different so take us beyond uh, take us through that process or what was going on there so the recording process was always like a diy thing which we did ourselves because there's no studios here that really i mean understand or know how to record metal so we basically used all our gear like i mean i have a like luckily have a sound rental company where i have my own drum kit and own mics so we used all our own gear and the, the last time was actually the first time we like i mean like really did it like with on that level you know like uh, the and now this time we i mean we obviously knew what we did the last time we wanted to improve the quality of that with that so we kind of like just did a lot more research just looked up online a lot more just try to find different techniques of miking the drum kit for example and also when the first uh, ep when we started to hurts we didn't really give them too much of a guideline i think we just told them like do what you do this time we were very particular about keeping things a bit more organic sounding and a little bit and the guitar like we were a little more particular with the guitar the way we wanted the guitar and the bass to sound as but we told them we, like we wanted it to sound like this we wanted it to sound like this the drum should sound like this so there was a bit of back and forth the first mix that we got we weren't happy with at all made a lot of tweaks did a lot of changes and then i think finally it just sounds like nice and thick and chunky and brutal <laughs> so we kind of like had that back and forth with the studio as well to get exactly what we wanted and not just sound like any other band at the studio mixes you know like i mean you know that they are great at what they do they are I mean, obviously they are amazing which is why we went to them in the first place but we also knew what we wanted this time so okay have, what did uh, what was it that you guys were looking for like did did you have those references in mind um yeah with the I mean, like with regards to the drum sound or the guitar sound we, we knew what we want like the guitar sound should sound a little bit more like more always wanted to sound more mid uh, mid driven right yeah like yeah sound uh, one sound be a little more meatier So okay yeah. any like any guitar player or any album that you wanted it to sound like um uh, not particularly but you know the general sound of uh, maybe work uh, from decapitated the way his guitar tone sounds and also the sound of that skeletal remains uh huh oh, yeah or kind of like a mix of both these sounds to have this, like this good attack as well as have like you know really meaty mids and personally speaking i love the way the bass has been mixed in it's nice and loud and it's not like just left in the background yeah that's what i mean it's very particular about that also the bass is <laughs> yeah we have to fight for it man yeah. and uh, <laughs> it always has... becomes a fight i don't know why yeah. and live also like how the bass is almost like on par with the guitars to because now that you're playing with the single guitar the bass has to fill in that this thing and it's very and i use a very distorted bass live yeah so almost try to get the same sound with like in studio basically and what about your vocals on first listen i thought that they were slightly processed but processed in a good manner i mean personally i i i actually don't really uh, really see that you know uh, you know for us it was just uh, yeah i mean, yeah, I mean I actually one thing that we did this time was uh, we took uh, with the whole recording overall so we tried to keep it a bit more natural sounding and like yeah. like a um, Like in the bass, I I know that I haven't played really tight. It's just like just what I feel like. I'm at certain places. I did things that I would probably do live. So like I'm just playing it, and I was like just feel like I'm just you know just do like this drop the slide over here, and then just go to the next riff. I was like just played it very naturally. And you know the vocals we did 
we didn't do too many layers and takes it was just like this one mic center this thing yeah. very few places here and there we felt like okay this needed like a bit of a not even like a gang vocal thing but like a another layer of some other something else you know like maybe with a growl scream mix but very very early we did we, did, we used to do a lot of that earlier but now we just stripped it down to like basics yeah. so the overall even the recording process was we tried to keep it a bit more natural sounding and not overly like you know doing multiple takes and yeah. tightening the i mean like yeah we tried to that i mean try to play to the best of what we could play with especially drums and guitars are like this thing but the bass i think bass and the vocals are a bit more like very little free sounding kind of like yeah no uh, don't get me wrong i wasn't saying that it's overtly processed uh, no, no. i think i think what you said but what you said helped me uh, articulate this better too um it sounds a lot like how i have experienced godless live and that's tough to do in a studio especially when uh, you aren't really in the same studio that's that's mixing and mastering right. your own tracks right. like it's tough to get that across yeah it's just a matter of getting into that zone and knowing what you want on the final product because you have to like you know also be like i mean you need to like almost visualize what the final product will be like it sounds like shit because we haven't mixed it we don't have to mix it that well <laughs> but like listening to like rough demos of scratch and scratch recordings and all that and still you know bringing out the the final effect that you want on the record and so yeah just kept it, yeah kept it little organic with the recording as well like because you wanted that feel on the record as well no no one thing i definitely want to add here is you've talked so much about like the recording right and it's all diy yeah. but that's the same thing you'll have decided to do with the release right because uh, well the first ep was released by transcending obscurity on its india sub label but subsequently your ep and now your album is being released independently right. and that's taking like diy to a complete different level right because now i want to bring in the merch because not only all are doing like you know the cd a box set t-shirts you're also doing vinyl so tell me about that i mean at the reason why i'm saying this because for a lot of people they just think that you know recording the album and putting it up on streaming is the end but this is like that next two steps you'll have taken ahead right yeah this is something i think we we've all wanted to do like i mean the series merch i mean merch any anyway, we always make a lot of and in you know, all different types of different designs and we we do that because when you go on tours or whatever like we have i mean that's what keeps us going you know like the merch pushing the merch selling the merch whatever and helps us fund the albums or the tours or whatever but yeah with the vinyls are something that we were very particular about like very early on actually this is something that you wanted to do just like i mean how it works like you have to pull this off you have to get get this done and that that was that still is the hardest part of the whole uh, this thing so we uh, i think just before the masters came in we were we uh, got in touch with this uh, place in germany and just figure out like where we're going to print the vinyls and how much is going to cost budgeted for it did all of that and suddenly and by the time we got the masters that I mean, the the vinyl was supposed to be pressed and ready in about 2 to 1/2 to 1/2 months uh so by the time we got the master they said it's going to take 9 months to press this so i was like what the fuck 9 Wait, months is this because of the adele album release which is going to be true or not but like there's yeah there's bunch of rumors around and there is no, there is a fan apparently she wanted 500000 vinyls printed so the whole world is short of vinyl i don't know the, how true that is but yeah it uh, i know that, so basically the whole of europe and the us is short of vinyls and they are not able to press enough so we got in touch with this uh, pressing plant in australia and they said they can pull it off in about 3 to 4 months which was a lot better than 9 months and the 9 months has now gone up to 1 1 and a half year 
Yeah. So so yeah, so we got in touch with them and my family luckily lives in Australia and so the wine is going to be uh, once the press got get shipped over there and it's going to be shipped from Australia to the rest of the world even India over there. So wow. the wine is get shipped from there and the rest of the merch gets I mean we've got everything ready here and gets we ship it out from here. Yeah, the wine. Yeah, good thing that there are more band members in the house. It'll help with packing certainly. Yeah. So that we said it got the merch here. Like, like this is the thing, right? Like everyone expects, like a week before the release or the release, you're like sitting back, but no, like stuffing envelopes and packing. <laughs> That that's about it. Being independent, right? But the last week is the worst, man. Like there's so much going on. Don't even know where to start. And the tour is coming, kicking off as well. So you're like, okay, focus on the tour, focus on album release, focus on work. Yeah, <laughs> at times we feel like there are almost uh, not enough band members in the band, and we just need we need we need one more <laughs> random member to just do all the shit, you know. <laughs> but having said that and here's the thing about the two steps further right is this past weekend uh, in bangalore you all did an album listening party with where you all also launched netherword which is a dark strong belgian ale which was released in collaboration with orum brewers and this is by the way not the first time you'll have released a beer right this yeah. is the second beer you'll have released yeah. so tell, tell me about that collaboration I don't know. So the first time uh, it was we did a double block, and um, I was in Hyderabad. And the second time, uh, I guess a lot of people were asking for it in Bangalore as well. Um, but it just so happened that we had uh, actually let me take you back. Uh, I think a couple of years before I tell you that story. Um, yeah. So uh, I think everybody knows. Godless likes their beer. You know. Uh, when we were on tour in europe for the first time and we had gone to wakin i think that kind of like uh, it was great because we got to drink a lot of beer and uh, yeah germany well. yeah that was a short trip and then we went back again in 2018 um and then we toured about i don't know 18 cities or something like that and so this time we really got to drink a lot of beer from different countries different regions different styles uh you know but one thing that like uh, kind of like blew us away was like belgian beer and uh, belgian beer by itself is awesome and then there's like much more awesome belgian beer within that and uh, so we were in a city called nouvelle and uh, so we kind of heard that this beer called westlater in 12 was really good so we went and tried uh, fortunately we kind of like found a pub uh, there which serves westlater in 12 um because one of our friends kind of gave us i mean he took us there as well and so basically this beer is a very very rare beer and difficult to find and it's supposed it's one of these beer competitions supposed to be the best beer in the world You're like oh best beer in the world we have to have it right yeah so that <laughs> uh, like, yeah so you saw that at room temperature and the bottle has no label the, the, the only branding that you will see is on the bottle cap okay and it's really and if you have, if you want that if you want to stock that beer at your pub you know you got to like uh, ordered in much in advance so it was like a really great experience to just be able to drink that and and basically we just generally like stronger beers you know we are we are love stouts um uh, and yeah we don't really shy away from you know malt heavy beer and so when uh, and, and so when we came back to india it just like felt natural that okay are you know we should definitely do something that is reminiscent of this so we did the netherworld beer as a tribute to westlater and 12 
Yeah. And you so it's to coincide with the album release also, you know, like I mean, sort I mean, you know, have beer, listen to the, listen to the album, you know, just goes well together. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's basically uh, it's a it's a dark, heavy, uh, pretty heavy on the alcohol percentage. It's at eight percent officially. It's a metal beer, dude. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So if you like. Things that are dark and heavy. I think you should definitely go check out the yeah, Netherworld beer at Orange Brews. Yeah, wild class. Awesome. So yeah, ho- hopefully it lasts till the next time I'm in Bangalore. Yeah, and um, by the way, yeah, I didn't talk about Jake, uh, George. Um, so we had met George, who's the brewer uh, who helped uh, make this possible uh, for us. Yeah, so shout out to him. considering you're calling it netherworld um like is this like genuinely if 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 i were to ask you ki hey uh, you guys have this song called netherworld and you have a really cool music video for it what does it taste like <laughs> you'll just give me the beer yeah like metal is fun dude <laughs> <laughs> okay cool because we're talking about netherworld i think like let's let's play netherworld what do you guys say yeah, yeah. go for it perfect okay. segue <laughs>
you guys are releasing an album you've also lined up several spots in india to play i mean by several i mean whatever the ha- the handful of cities that india has metal gigs at as such uh, to play what are you guys looking forward to the most i think it would be the northeast for me right now yeah and why is that i don't know first of all because it's like so so further uh, you know it's like super far it's out there so i, I don't know i just like visiting places that are kind of far it just takes you away as far as uh, possible from where you kind of live so i think it's and also it's because you know the place is really uh, the food is great the place is beautiful great food yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah, i mean i don't i just just want to tour man just want to go and play some gigs like sick of fucking not playing gigs sick of not this whole pandemic and all this bullshit just want to get out there and play anywhere honestly but yeah looking forward also like there's a couple of gigs that haven't been announced but i mean obviously i think they'll be announced by the time this podcast is out but we're coming to bombay as well oh yeah okay. you hear it here first yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll we'll be heading pune a little bit a uh, couple of days before pune uh, bombay so yeah So, I mean, you're looking forward to Bombay. Bombay is like a hometown gig for us almost. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? I mean, like, yesterday while doing research, whatever research I did for this interview, I ended up uh, watching, uh, you know, the tour video that you all did with uh, Gutslit, which right. is the eviscerating thing where Kaushal was pulling double duty. And I still remember <laughs> meeting him at that game going like, how the fuck are you managing yeah. this? And he was just like, quiet i'm not talking <laughs> but uh, yeah it, it's it's crazy and i think like watching that video also made me realize that like for a lot of people they just think that you know touring india is just okay catching flights and things like that but considering like 10 years ago there was no network right and for now to kind of be able to do these gigs right. and you're doing it like that's what i was talking to anumesh also that comparatively you're doing it like you know i mean the bombay gig i think if i'm not mistaken is a weekday so you're not even doing yeah. weekends so you're doing it over consecutive weeks yeah so is, i mean i think yeah, the, the touring i mean like that's a format of gigging that we kind of we feel like that's more suited to us. i mean that's how we want i mean we want to play to do tours and so it's of the odd I mean, yeah the odd gig here and there is fine but we don't want to do like just like one gig here one gig there kind of thing we rather do a whole tour because we prepare a set for the tour and you want you know like it's it's everything's designed for the tour and then we do the next and then when we do the next tour we change things up and something's different the set is different or you know what are the elements we want to add like even something like lights or sound or we want to change something around production value whatever we can add to it or you know change things around so we want to take it like design the our entire performance everything around it for that tour and then change that for the next tour you know take that format across so so for the few indian listeners that we have and who are listening to it and now wondering that okay should we actually head out and watch godless what's the kind of teaser that you're going to give them what you'll have not done before at any tour or any set before okay this is going to be our longest set i don't know how we're going to pull this up this <laughs> and now there's like now there's so much material to choose from today we we had the first rehearsal as a full band today actually I feel like holy shit! How are we gonna pull this off, man? This is gonna be fuck. It's really like, it's it's brutal throughout. Like the whole set, there's no breather. So like the listeners just gonna like, it's just smash throughout, dude. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be like a pretty violent set for sure. 
Awesome, awesome. So that if that if that's not a good enough re- reason to get out of the house and catch godless on this tour, I don't think there any is any more, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. You and I, we are we both know what we are doing. Whenever the Bombay date is finally properly announced, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. So as we begin to wind things down, are you guys already looking at the future? I mean, is this album kind of done and dusted? What's the plan at the moment, the short term as well as the long term? Any thoughts? Uh, songwriting will start soon. Already have like a few riffs, riffs floating around, which not this thing. But uh, yeah, we will start songwriting like very soon. In the gap between the gigging and all that, obviously. But uh, yeah, we are planning like or touring with this album, promoting the album because there is a lot of work that goes in after the release of the album as well. So we want to uh, work work out a couple of international tours next year. And whenever things get better, yeah. But primarily, we're focusing on um, playing some shows right now. So yeah, we want to do the India tour. Uh, we want to uh, do a tour abroad. So that's like the next plan. Yeah, we we, yeah. we definitely want to do uh, an international tour next year. Yeah. So that's in the works right now. And then, yeah. So promoting the album work goes. For, I mean, work work on this album, but also work on the next album in the downtime, basically. So basically, just don't want to sit around idly. So work on this and work on the next record as well because you want to, we want to keep churning out music soon. I mean, you don't don't waste too much. And we're not the kind of band that actually sits for two months and writes all the material in that time. We you know we take our time, we take years, we listen to it, we polish it, we tweak it around, and we take the three. <clears throat> so since two thousand, I think sixteen was the release of. Eight sorry, two thousand eighteen was uh, Swarm. It's three years now. So we like the whole three year, we could say two year, two and a half years, was just the songwriting process. So that's what we'll start with this as well, and that, and that comes in the downtime between the gigs. And any thoughts on uh, keeping it as a three-piece or getting an additional guitar player, getting I don't know somebody oh, on samples maybe. No, no, no on samples for sure. But yeah, I mean we're a four-piece now, so uh, we'll take our time with finding the second guitarist as, as well. We, I mean, I mean we like the setup right now, but yeah, the new album does have a lot more solos and. Lots of layers as well, which we're trying to figure out how. I mean, trying. I mean, we are we are doing it with the bass and guitar right now. But yeah, we will. Uh, we're not gonna. I mean, the way in the the way Moe also joined the band was like you know just it, it was just it just happened like organically, I guess, without like yeah. actively trying to. I mean, we were keeping an eye out for. I mean, because we want to find the right musician to this thing also. You know, gel with the band and be a part of the band. So yeah, we are we are definitely open to that. But we are we're gonna take our time with it. Cool, full awesome. power. Awesome. Fuck, you guys want to plug your social media and stuff? So we are got uh, Godless India across all platforms, or you can just go to Godless.in, and that has all our social media handles in one place, along with our store and merch and everything. So yeah, that has everything in one place. I think yeah, Godless.in is easy to go to. Guys from Godless, thank you so much for taking some time out and chatting with us. Uh, we wish you all the best in. Everything that's coming up because you guys have a lot of stuff that's coming up. Thanks for having us. Really and, and and see you in Bombay. <laughs> see you and see you. Thanks for having us. Always great talking to you guys. And that was Godless. You guys know what to do if you're listening to the podcast. Go ahead, get the album. Go get yourself pulverized and then come back and tell us how it was. As always, you can reach out to us on HauntsUpPod. dot com or on Twitter at Hansa Pod. I'm at Asmo Ani. If you feel like talking to me, though you really shouldn't, 
I'm a trend crusher. <laughs> yep, that was Hansa. Hansa, baby.